Hi, and welcome to the LKS podcast brought to you by Jet City Lawn Services. Sign up now and keep your lawn in check. If you want their services, call now at 206-483-3241. So yeah, and good morning. Today's is a p. <laughs> Let me start over. So yeah, now good morning. And today's podcast is a medieval theme, but around one of my favorite weapons in the medieval times, the staff. It was a weapon in cane made in the 15th century in England. And joined by me today is Danny Carter from the LKS crew. Hey guys, he's talking about. Late smithing, real cool, you know, totally interesting. Take it away. Okay, thanks, Jack. Yeah, getting back to like your topic, um, the staff. I've noticed that many people are more interested in the swords and daggers, knives and warm hammers of the medieval ages, but you don't see too much stuff about the staffs or of the medieval ages anymore. Yeah, don't forget to taste podcast is also sponsored by Brisk Iced Tea. Enjoy the taste for only three oh no two oh seven at your local Shell gas station. America's Pluck since three hundred seventy BCE. <laughs> now, uh, moving on. Um, um, moving on. That um, the bow staff was made in the fifteenth century. First used as a cane, then went to a weapon when it was first used as defense as by civilians, then grew popularity to and then made it his way into the military. Oh, really? I thought it was made in the 17th uh, century BCE, and I didn't know it was ma- used in the military. Why would they use it for that? Where did you hear that? Um, well, forget about that. The thing, but the thing I want to talk about is what is bladesmithing? Good question. Tell us, Dan. Well, bladesmithing is an art of making swords, knives, daggers, and other weapons. Bladesmiths often use an anvil, a forge, and hammers of different sizes for hammering the blade, as well as other smithing tools. But, uh, Jet, tell us about the staff. Well, we knew what the staff was, but in tradition in England, it was to make your own quarter staff. This was because a quarter staff was easy to make and could be customized in design. That's part of the reason why I was used in the military. But um, they can be custom designed in length, wood, and type, depending upon the intended use. Height and taste of the person who wished to use it. The general elements of the quarter staff, however, it was observed on in its production, such as the use of a quarter wood, not a quarter wood, sorry, scripts, uh-huh. the length of six or more feet used, and the use of iron tips at the ends of the staffs. Danny, could you tell us how long we've had the privilege of bladesmithing? Well, yeah, the bladesmithing techniques were first originated when our ancestors who were primates at the time, made knives from bone, rock, and flint. But, however, uh, 6,000 years ago, copper was the first me- metal to make uh, metallic blades. Really? I thought it was iron. Well, no. Where do you hear that? 
I don't know, but who's the first bladesmither who like bladesmith? Well, um, I'm not too sure, but I know the first country to discover the bladesmithing technique since our ancestors who were primates was China, who made the first iron swords during the Qin Dynasty. China classified all swords as a Jian or Dao. Uh, Jians are double-edged straight swords, while Daos are single-edged and curved from the Song Dynasty. The Jian was considered a long sword, while the Dao was considered a saber or knife. And Japan and Korea took the Chinese method, but changed the technique to make their own style of swords, such as the katana and the Sangjiom. And the Sangjiom was used during the Joseon Dynasty and was granted to a general of the royal guard, like the guard who protected the king. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be a rare case if the sword had no defects and in perfect condition when the general got received the sword, which was kind of weird. Well, um, weird question, has bladesmithing ever gone out of style, like a, like a dead joke, like why the chicken crossed the road or something like that? Um... Actually, yeah, bladesmithing had gone out of style until William F. Morin, who was intrigued with the bladesmithing style and technique, wanted to create Damascus steel. However, the technique was lost in time, and he decided to teach himself pattern welding. And I guess he, like, did it a little bit, like, differently, and he called his version of it Damascus steel. And... Um, after a while, his decision to rename a type of welding technique brought interest back into bladesmithing. Um, as William F. Morin brought bladesmithing back, he created a group of dedicated bladesmiths who were willing to teach people the technique of bladesmithing. This group was called the American Bladesmith Society, the or ABS, and it was start- there's a whole society for this. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty cool actually. Yeah. For just bladesmithing. I don't know if it's still going on. I think it might be. But it was started in nineteen seventy six, but despite its name, they had people join the ABS from all over the world. Unfortunately, we have to end here. Thanks for listening to the LKS podcast. And we'll see you guys in the next episode when we talk about airsoft guns. Yeah. See you guys.